Hey, Jordan, you want to hear a fun fact? Uh, sure. Caffeine involved in a coffee bean with some of the greatest antioxidants on the planet. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Let, let, let me cut you off right there. I wasn't done. You see, green tea, another great source of caffeine, evolved with an entirely different set of antioxidants as well. Is this another brain fuel ad? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, I mean, well, in that case, brain fuel takes the best of both worlds without the roast or heat that may reduce potency and increase toxicity. It support, it's supportive blends of fuels, antioxidants, and brain-boosting additives create a new paradigm for the effective delivery of caffeine. Not to mention, it is the best-tasting drink I've personally had in a while. To support the heroes who push society forward, challenge the status quo, and initiate a better tomorrow by providing them with the fuel to actualize their best self. If you want to help support our podcast and try Brain Fuel, use code DOME for 20% off your order at BrainFuel.com. That's code DOME, all caps, D-O-M-E, at BrainFuel.com, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com for 20% off your order. Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. This episode is brought to you by Brain Fuel, the best energy drink out there. This is our NFL Week 13 picks. I'm here with my co-host, picks co-host Adam Pearl. AP, what's good? Sir, Matt, how are you doing? It's a beautiful I'm doing day. well. I'm doing well. I, you know, didn't doing nothing yesterday, but just watching, uh, just watching some old highlights of my fantasy team. You know, just... <laughs> Jacob's highlights. Yes, that Josh, those amazing Josh Jacob highlights. Who's who is probably on pace right now to set multiple rushing records right now at this point. Yeah, you're talking about someone who's having quite the season and someone who didn't really have any preseason hype uh, going no. into the year. So uh, that's you know we mentioned it kind of before we got on air. The NFL is a league where you know expect the unexpected. So. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs is having quite the year. And after this season, he'll have a way longer highlight tape, I think, for you to watch. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so let's get into our picks for this week. This is this. There's only two teams on a bye: the Cardinals and the Panthers. Um, so we'll see what, what's going on with these games. I, I got to tell you, I really like this week's card. There's a lot of revenge games. A.J. Brown against his old team. And then you got a great wide receiver cornerback matchup of Justin Jefferson versus Sauce Gardner. Yeah. You get Mike McDaniel versus Kyle Shanahan. You get yep. the AFC championship rematch of last year between the Chiefs and Bengals. And this is going – this is a great week. And yeah. I'm very excited about this one because after we do this recording, I'm literally just going to be on the couch the entire day not talking to anyone. But just watching football. That's Those are the best Sundays. That is the best Sunday. This is the one day where you can be antisocial. For sure. So let's get into the picks. The Steelers are at the Falcons. The Falcons are plus one at home. We like yeah. one. I like Atlanta in this one. Um, mostly, hey, I don't really like either team necessarily. I will say, you know, off the top of my head, I know Najee Harris is banged up. He's going to play, I believe. Um but that's just another weapon out of Pittsburgh that's not going to be fully healthy. I think this Atlanta team, um, as 
ugly as they are. And it's a team that like, I, I never want to, I never touch them because you never know what's going to happen week in, week out with Atlanta. I think they win this game. They're at home. I just think it's an ugly game. And right now I'm kind of just picking the home field advantage. Um, you know, Atlanta has been able to put up numbers. They beat our bears. Um, but I got 23, 21 low scoring affair, close game. Um, you can see from the spread, but Atlanta as the home team dogs, this one out. Wow. <laughs> I didn't expect this one. I'm gonna, we're going to start off with a disagreement. I'm taking I, – I usually stay away from this team. I don't think since we've been doing the pot, the, the picks this year, um, I think maybe I've only picked Pittsburgh twice for yeah. any games. I really don't – I really mostly like to stay away from them. But for this week, I'm going to take the Steelers. I know they played against a bad Colts team last on Monday night, but I did see some good things from them on the defensive side of the ball with TJ uh, Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick back and Atlanta likes to run the ball a lot, a lot and they have a good run game with Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, but Pittsburgh on defense, the last time I checked, they are top five against the run. And I think they're going to be very good. They're, I think they can really load up the box and make Mariota beat him with his arms. And I think he can play into their hands. And Najee Harris, I think you said he's expected to play. He's expected to play. Right. If he's expected to play, and I think then the Steelers will have the full advantage. And Kenny Pickett, I'm not a fan of. He did do some good things Monday night against the Colts. So that gets some going forward. I don't trust either team. But if I had to pick a, anything, the Steelers are at least a little bit more balanced. So I'm going to take the Steelers to win. Low scoring game, 2017 Pittsburgh. The next game on the list, this is going to be a good one. Uh, actually, no, this is not going to be a good one. It's the Broncos at the Ravens. The Ravens are minus nine and a half at home. I, yeah. I mean, I, like, I, are you sure you want to do Broncos country? Let's ride. <laughs> I have before, and they've only let me down. Um, are you going to no. do... Just a quick question. I, I'm. Uh, are you doing? Are going to do high knees today before the before the game? Uh, not high knees. I was thinking more uh, some other calisthenics, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure out maybe the toe touches, but not today. Uh, I don't have. I don't have Broncos country. They uh, they've been extremely disappointing. Um, probably the most disappointing team in the league thus far. The Ravens, um, you know, I feel like they started out super hot and they've kind of not really hit a stalemate. It's not like they're, you know, necessarily losing games, but um, I don't know. I still feel like I could see a little more from them than I'm than I'm getting. But as far as this game goes, I have the Ravens covering. I got it 27-13, just a crummy game. Um, you know, not too fun. Broncos just can't really get anything going. And I think the Ravens kind of get back in stride, figure out, you know, what clicks 27-13. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I'm not going to waste my energy talking about Russell Wilson and the fact that teammates are roasting him and the fact that half his teammates didn't show up to his birthday party. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to roast. I'm not going to spend my energy talking about the dysfunctional Denver Broncos. The Baltimore Ravens have been – They've been good, but they haven't been like this dominant A tender like we thought they would be. Yeah. So, I mean, I like 
I mean, they had multiple opportunities to win that game, the two-point conversion that the Jaguars had. And they've been in a lot in all these games. They've led in like all these games. And then most of their losses have been just on them. You know, they could easily be like, dare I say it, 10 and 1 or 11 and 0 if they would have not blown that lead to Miami in week two or that big lead to Buffalo in week three or four, I believe. I'm with you there. They've 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 blown some games they should have won. And yes, they lead. And here comes the Cincinnati Bengals. They're right on their heels. They are tied right now, but Baltimore has the tiebreaker, obviously, because they won in week five. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on that front. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Ravens to win because the Denver Broncos right now are dysfunctional as they come. Russell Wilson, they're as good as their defense is. They're going up against Lamar Jackson today and one of the most rushing attack leagues, rushing attack teams in the league. And I'm not going to get much in that. waste my energy on Russell Wilson. I mean, he did this to himself, really. And they are going to be blown out today. I have a 28-13 Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same wave there. Let's try to be biased on this one. Packers at Bears. Bears plus four. Now, so Justin Fields is going to play. He's going to play. But, but he, I, don't play too, play. Right? I don't think he should play. I don't think he should play. No, I'm with you. I'm kind of shutting him down for a little bit. But um, Rodgers is playing, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that changes everything. I uh, – 27-20 Green Bay. I just – I think no matter what, um, you know, as Green Bay hasn't looked good this season, really, in a lot of games, there's something about Aaron Rodgers and the Bears. He has our number. Um, He has our number. I would love to see Justin Fields beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, But I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen today. I think it could happen in the future as long as Green Bay or as long as Rodgers stays in Green Bay. But as far as today goes, coming off an injury, um, 27-20. And I really, really hope that they take care of him today and don't, you know, necessarily design too many quarterback rushes that put him in a place to possibly get hurt again. So uh, if I'm Luke Getzey, let's, let's play careful today. Uh, yeah, as much as I hate saying this, I have Green Bay winning and covering today as well. I mean, I – if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, is at least healthy-ish, like he said he was on the Pat McAfee show, then I have them winning. Uh, I do think it'll be kind of a high-scoring game-ish, but because the Green Bay does struggle to run the ball, and I think Dave Montgomery's going to have a good game. But in the end, the Bears are just a mess. They are just depleted on defense, and they weren't even that good before they got injured on defense. So I think expect I expect Green Bay to run the ball with Aaron Jones uh, and A.J. Dillon. I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a nice game. And because of the Bears banged up secondary, the Green Bay receiving core has an opportunity here to really feast on them with Christian Watson, Alan Lazard. They they have opportunities here against yeah. the banged up Bears team. Um, I don't trust either defense, but I guess I trust Green Bay's defense more because they at least had some good moments against Philly. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to win and to cover. I have it as 30 to 20, 30, 23 Green Bay. Got you. Yeah, I next think it's game uh, on the list. One score game. 
the jet this is a pick em. jaguars at lions the lions are minus one but it, it, it's, it's, a it's it's a pick em. um uh, this one i have my pick but i i feel like both teams in the past few weeks have actually been performing pretty well the, um, the lions are they're, they're you know they're mathematically still in it yeah, what's I think they're maybe like four and one in their last five or three and yeah, one. They, they, they won three. Of, I think they've won three out of four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they had one good game against the Giants. They um, almost beat the Bills Thanksgiving. They won I, three in a row prior to their loss against the Bills at, at home on Thanksgiving. Right. I think they win this game. Um, however, I expect Trevor Lawrence to have a good game. I think there's going to be points on the board. Um, expect this to be. A little shootouty, um, even though my score doesn't totally reflect that now that I think about it. But regardless, um, two offenses that are capable of scoring. You saw what the Jaguars did last week coming back. Um, Trevor Lawrence just putting on a master class that last drive. The throw to, I think it was Zay Jones who scored. That, um, yes, it was to Zay Jones. First, yeah, it was to Zay Jones. That that awesome. conversion. Right. He he has really grown on me this year. Yeah. He is in he's really improved. I got to give him this. 100%. I think Jack- Jacksonville has a good future. I don't think they'll do anything this year, but in the future, if they make a few more key moves, no they doubt. can be a player. No doubt. ETN's proved his worth. Christian Kirk's been a bona fide yeah. wide receiver one. Like he's been, he's put up numbers. Um, he's worth that money. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people questioned it, but he, they saw something and they got a good one. Um, however, as much as I'm gassing up the Jaguars right now, I think that, I think the Lions win at home. That's kind of my biggest thing right now. If the game was in Jacksonville, I'd possibly have a different pick. Um, just, well, it's in a dome. I guess it doesn't matter too much. 28-24 Detroit. I'm going with 28, the 28-24 Lions is Adam Pearl. Yeah, I have a high-scoring game, actually. And I like these two up-and-coming offenses. They're both defenses a bit questionable, although Jacksonville early on in the year was actually – one of the better fantasy defenses, actually. But on offensive side of the ball, I really like what Jacksonville's done this year. I think ETN's been great. He's definitely worth like worth that pick. And mm-hmm. I know it sucked that he was out the first year, but he's been great this year. I uh, like T-Law a lot. Been very efficient this year. Um, I have Detroit at home as well, though, because I they've been they almost had that game against Buffalo. And Jamal Williams has been running it very well. Jared Goff's been playing better. And Imam and Ross St. Brown, they're going up against uh, an, an iffy secondary in Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but De- Detroit, against lately, even though they're not the best defensive team, they've come up with some big stops and some key games. So when I expect them in the end, I expect them to make some key stops on Trevor Lawrence and company. I think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout. And I have it 34-31 Detroit. I like that. The next game on the list, this is a big one. Well, <laughs> not because of the opponent, but because it's Deshaun Watson's first game in over yeah. two years. And it's at Houston. Can you believe that? What are the you write a better script? <laughs> Come on. I mean, look, we could get into – I don't want to, like – talks off the field with Sean Watson because we both know and everybody really has a consensus how we feel about him off the field but on the field this is this is this almost pretty much he hasn't played in two years and he's yeah. at Houston 
who do you what do you think who do you like in this game you're probably gonna say browns but are they gonna cover and what do you expect from deshaun watson in his first game i think deshaun watson's about to come out and just ball i like i wouldn't think so i was rust did you see his preseason game at jacksonville how rusty he was i honestly didn't but i uh yes there's gonna be rust but for some reason I got this feeling that he's about to put up like 300, three tuds, and the Browns just have an absolute field day in Houston. Um, Do you know how many boos he's going to get? Oh, it's going to be horrible, dude. He's going to get rocked. Not just because it's it's his hometown, but because like wherever he goes, like he's going to. No matter what stadium he's at, he's going to get, he's going to get rocked for sure. Um, uh, This is going to be a test. Does he have that dog in him? Um, We'll see. I, 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 as far as, you know, the football player he goes, what I remember Deshaun Watson is he's a stud and um, David and joke is out. I just like got an alert on my phone because he's on yes, one of my fantasy is. teams, um, which is kind of a busted tight end, but they still have, do they still, right. they still at the tight end so. position. I don't Who, think so. No, he's on Tennessee. Hoover's on, it's, Hoover's on the Titans. Yeah, he's on Tennessee now. Who do they? They have a serviceable guy, I'm pretty sure, as a backup. But regardless, um, I have him winning. I think it's going to be it's a seven-and-a-half-point spread. I don't think this Houston team puts up any numbers. Um, I got 27-17 Cleveland. 27-17 Cleveland. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I, I'm – I am sick of like what he of like what he did. Um, I he's a human being. Yes, he's a, he's a terrible human being. But I'm not going to address that. I'm just going to talk strictly as the football player. Yes, last time we saw him, he was like a top five quarterback. But it's like it's like you're riding a bike again. It's like you let me give you an analogy. You've been riding a bike for so long, and then you take a two year break, and then all of a sudden you go ride your bike again. There's it's going to feel weird. And it's going to feel rust. That's what Deshaun Watson's first game is going to be like. I think he's going to show some flashes of what he was. I'm not, it's not the opponent. I mean, everybody universally is picking the Browns to win this game. I mean, anybody that plays the Texans, unless you're like a terrible team, you should win this game. Who did they beat this? What? The Texans have one win. Do you remember? It was against Jacksonville week five. Okay. Good. You're right. You're on that. Yes. So look, but I think the Browns, even with, if Deshaun Watson doesn't have like an amazing game, they're going to run the ball easily on the Houston Texans. They're the worst rushing defense in the league. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to have a field day and the Texans secondary is actually not that bad, but I do think Deshaun's going to make a few nice throws to Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones. And I think it's going to be a blowout and I'm not going to waste any more time talking about Deshaun Watson and the Browns because I don't like I mean I like I mean I I've liked certain players on the Browns I love Amari Cooper he's on my fantasy team yeah. and I hope Deshaun hits Amari Cooper for a few but I don't I'm just going to talk only football with him and I'm not going to waste my energy talking about the, him anymore Browns 31-15 they cover they win easily I like it the next game on the list the Jets at the Vikings this is an intriguing matchup Mike minus three at home. This is, I'm very excited about Justin Jefferson versus Sauce Gardner. Yeah, that's going to be the matchup to watch all day. I'm not saying he's going to lock down Jefferson and be, have him be like a relegated receiver, 
I think he can make things difficult on him. He's a very physical defender, and he. This is a big game for him, I would say. Um, this is the biggest know, game so far. In his, he's been getting his a lot of hype all season, and he's done great things this season. But I don't know if he's fully faced a receiver like Jefferson quite yet. This is a good test for him. Um, I know he's capable of it. He's it's pretty elite. Um, but it's gonna be exciting. I there's part of me that like wants to take the Jets in this game. Um, and you know, the spread being three is something that's kind of like oh, it seems a little low, you know. You got a guy like Mike White who balled out last week, but you know, against a kind of crappy Bears defense. So, you know, there's part of me that just wants to rip the Jets. But um, the other part of me knows that this Minnesota team's pretty damn good. Um, and them at home this week, I really like Kevin O'Connell, too. I've kind of been able to hear him in a few uh, press he, conferences. He's, he's, very, he's a very smart offensive coach. Yeah. Sean McVay coaching tree. Yeah, I think he's uh, – I think they got a good guy at head coach there. But um, They got this one right, for sure. Yeah. I know, you know, some people are calling them fraudulent and, you know, crazy. What are they like? I, 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 they're nine and two is nine and two. Yeah. I don't care That's like how saying. you do it. That's what I'm saying too. And this team is good. They figure out how to win. I got them winning today. I have a 28-20. 20 Minnesota. I, as I was saying like a few seconds ago, this part of me that wants to take the Jets, but as far as my – Pick brain goes. Um, I gotta stick with I gotta stick with my gut and what I think is right, even though uh, you know, I can see the Jets coming in and having some like white magic. Okay. I think it's gonna be a very intriguing matchup. I mean, I didn't expect the Jets to be seven and four. No one did. No. Um, and people thought like when the Zach Wilson thing happened, they're saying who's gonna be like a good quarter, a, a decent quarterback. And Mike White has been, was that, even though like it was against a bad Bears defense, Mike White showed what he was capable of. And Robert Sala after the game said, we, we didn't need Mike White to be anybody but himself. Mm. And I think that's what they're going to do. And I, Minnesota, I think has been great this year. I, we both picked them before the year to win the NFC North and, they're one win or a Lions loss away from doing that, yep. and they should win the NFC North. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think they'll win, but I think the Jets are going to cover, and I'm going to tell you why. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because the Jets on defense I have been surprisingly really good. On defense this year against the pass, they are currently ranked the eighth-best team against the pass. And they let up the the eighth fewest receiving yards in the league. They really can get after like make life a little difficult for Kirk Cousins because of their good pass rush, and and this second this matchup of Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson is gonna be an intriguing one to watch for sure. Now I now I am I love Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I love Justin Jefferson. And but I do think he's going to struggle a bit against Sauce Gardner. He's a very physical corner in this league, and he's gone up already against some of the best receivers. He's gone up against Stefan Diggs. He's gone up against Amari Cooper. He's gone up against some of these other big receivers. And yes, it is a test for Sauce Gardner, but I think he can handle it. He's 
pretty much a shoe in to win rookie defensive play. Well, him and Hayden Hutchinson kind yeah. of like in the mix for rookie mm-hmm. defensive player of the year. But he's been the best rookie corner by far. I don't think there's ever any question about that. The dude in the dude from LSU, Derek Stingley. Yeah. At Houston. He's also really good, but Sauce has been he has been Sauce has been better. But um, this is a really good draft class, I think, right now. I, I, I'm not saying he's gonna hold Jefferson to be a relegated like XFL receiver. I'm not Jefferson saying he'll get his. He'll he will get, get he'll get like four or five catches. Yeah. I mean, but I think they can really do a number on him because Jefferson, when he's gone up against some good like corners like um, Okuda and this year and Darius Slay and mm-hmm. even against the Cowboys corners like Trayvon Diggs, he did struggle. I mean, he's not – he's he is human. Justin Jefferson <laughs> is. He, I love him, but he does struggle against these big corners from time to time, and he mm-hmm. just came off an amazing game. There was an amazing Thanksgiving game against the Patriots – I do think he comes back down to earth a bit against this team. I think it's going to be close. I think they can run the ball. The Jets can on the Vikings. Minnesota's averaging like four yards per carry. Um, uh, defensively, they're letting up though. So they do struggle a bit against the run. But in the end, I think they're going to win on a Greg Joseph field goal. And I think it's going to be kind of an interesting game. 24-23 Minnesota. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah, so you, I, you're with it. I think it could. I think it could also be a very, very good game. Yeah, um, it's gonna be intriguing. Yeah. The next game on the list is the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. The Giants are plus two and a half at home. Adam, who you got in this one? Yeah, <laughs> I saw this line and was. I don't know. I mean, it's a good, you know, interconference matchup. I. Uh, Division. I got I got the Giants 24-20. Um, you know, Heineke has that effect on him, kind of like I was mentioning, some Mike White magic. Heineke's got that winning DNA to him. But um, this Giants team's still been still been good. Um, at home, I think they have the advantage. I think it's gonna be a, a close game, not Two crazy high scoring, um, two offenses that are capable of putting up points, but not necessarily, you know, known for putting up points. And uh, I got the Giants edging this one out 24-20. 24-20 Giants. Uh, I actually disagree with you on this one. I'm going to take the Commanders to win outright and to cover. The Washington Commanders with Taylor Heineke, are six and one when he starts he's been absolutely incredible for them this year he he's not gonna wow you with stats but he's Mm -hmm. gonna wow you because he's a winner and he's a good game manager and he's going to be balling out when the moments count the most terry mclaurin has struggled but i do think he's gonna have a nice game against the iffy giants secondary uh they antonio gibson has been and brian robinson are a good running back duo um Daniel I think Washington also their defense has come up pretty big lately I mean yes they played some not so I mean they 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 pretty much dominated Houston and they beat they played great defense on Philly in that Monday night game and they played some really good defense against Atlanta last week the Washington defense is no joke they really are not they're very, they're a top 10 in against the pass. 
and out of the 32 teams in the league of the number seventh ranked defense. So I think they can cause some turnovers for Daniel Jones. I think they can stop the run a bit with, um, even though they have Saquon, I have the commanders winning this one. I'm going to go 23 to, I'm going to say 23 to 17, Washington. 23, 17, Washington. I like that. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think this game could go either way. It's going to be a good one. The next game on the list, this is going to be in one of those premier games we talked about. It's AJ Brown against this former team. The Eagles are at home favored by four and a half. This, this is one of my bets that I've talked about. I'm not, I'm going to tell you it in a second, but go ahead. You first. This is a game where um, I think it's got a shootout written all over it. Um, it's two teams that can really put a points and, I don't know. The AJ Brown revenge game is something I'm I'm looking forward to. Except I'm going against him in one of my fantasy leagues, so I'm not looking and forward. I ha- to here's the thing: I have him <laughs> in my league, so and that's nice. <laughs> that's exciting. I'm going against him, which is tough. Um, but I think he's going to have a day. I really do. But I also think this Tennessee team is very capable of you know running with them. And Derrick Henry, expect him to have a day. I like Hilliard coming out for their third downs. Um, I think he can catch the ball well. He's a good third down back. Yeah, I think he's I think he's very uh, serviceable. And Traylon Burks is coming to his zone the past few weeks, averaging like, I don't know, maybe like six catches, 60-plus yards each game, which is something you want to see from a rookie receiver on their end, who they kind of got to not replace A.J. Brown because he's not too replaceable, but, you know, kind of give him the same look. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a shootout, but I do have the better team winning, but I have Tennessee cover. Um, I have a 31-28 in a very high-scoring game, close one. I think it can come down to a last-second field goal, maybe in the last two minutes. But um, I got Philadelphia winning. Tennessee barely covers it. Um, I have the Titans covering this one. This is one of my picks from the blog post and my article that I did. It's up on my social media. You can go check that out after this po- after you listen to this podcast. So I have the Titans as covering this game. And yes, I picked them last week and I whiffed on that against the Bengals because I was thinking they're without Jamar and Joe Mixon. We're going to talk about the Bengals a bit later on, but I was wrong about that part, but I'm going to give the Tennessee Titans another chance here. Um, I really think that they are one of them, that these teams are both very run, run dominant. Both of them are league leaders in rushing, obviously, because of the running games and because of the and because Jalen Hurts, obviously, for Philly and obviously Derrick Henry for Tennessee. The only exception is the Titans are ranked third against the run and first and third down defense. The Eagles defense, as much as as well as they played this year, struggles against the run. They've allowed 90 plus rushing yards in three straight games. And if you're going to struggle against those rushing team against those teams, you're going to struggle against Derrick Henry. He was coming off a very subpar performance against Cincinnati last week. I do not think that'll be the case this week. And eight of the 11 games this year have been decided by one possession. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's crazy. Yes. And Rabel as the head coach is 25 and 13 in those games when decided by one possession or less, they are going to make things close. I think AJ Brown will get his, but I do think they're going to stop the run. In my opinion, the Tennessee Titans will, I think it'll be a very close game. 
I'm going to say Philly wins at home, but I'm going to say it's going to come down to a Jake Elliott field goal. Yeah. And I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Eagles win by one point. I'm going to say 24-23 Eagles, Titans cover. Wow. Yeah, we're on the same page there. It's going to be it's going to be a great one. I'm excited for that one. I'm very excited for that one too. It's going to be a good one. The next, this is also my my lock of the week. I'm going to get to in a second. The Seahawks at the Rams. The the line moved the Rams plus six and a half. Um, what was it before? I think it was seven. But, but oh, so it's going in the Rams' favor. Interesting. I I got Seattle winning this. Um, I I think this is a game I don't pay too much attention to. Um. I don't know. Obviously, with Stafford gone, the Rams, it seems like they're kind of just throwing in the towel on the season, which is like pretty sad. It's uh, pretty since... obvious they are, but unfortunately, yeah. they've been injury prone. This has been the worst defending of a title of a champion I've seen in ever. I think in our lifetime, for sure. Um, it's maybe even near pathetic. It's like, you know, granted, they they do have injury. They've had the injury bug all season and that kind of that can kill a lot of momentum. Um, I got Seattle winning 23-14. Not too much to say. I just don't think this Rams team really has it right now. Yeah, this is also one of my locks of the of what I did for my article. Um, I, I really just don't see any way the Rams put up a fight in this one. They, they it's pretty obvious they are tanking the season. They're playing the Seahawks are playing the Rams JV team right in every way, even though the Rams still have Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner, who I think Bobby Wagner may be hyped for this game because he's going up against his former team. I just don't see really much of a fight. That's really it. I mean, they have softened defensively. They had a decent showing against Mahomes last week, but I mean, they're, they're done. They're, they're, there's no other way around it. Even though the Rams in the past have owned the Seahawks, um, this year's totally different. The defending champions are out of playoff contention. And there's not, let me tell you the injuries for the Rams. There's no Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup's out for the year, pretty much. Allen Robinson is, is out. And even before then, he's been a bust. Big whiff. Aaron Donald, this is the first game he's missed his entire NFL career. High mm-hmm. ankle sprain. And they pretty much have a JV team on both sides, even on both sides, with the, the exception of Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner, who I have a high respect for it's definitely softened the Seahawks have lost two in a row and they're playing for their playoff lives they they pretty much can't lose if they lose to the Rams it'll be like the biggest joke of a loss this entire year and I don't see that happening at all I think they're going to blow them out and they need the Seahawks need every win possible to keep their hopes alive to at least make the playoffs coming off two losses in a row the Hawks know there's like pretty much no better way to feast on them I mean, as a fantasy owner, I have Geno Smith, Lockett, and the Seahawks defense, which shows how much I kind of have an investment on the Seahawks team going up against a Rams JV team right now, with the exception of Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner. I don't think this will be close at all, really. I don't know why the line moved from seven to six and a half, but the Rams, the Seahawks are going to cover easily. I have it as 30 to 14 Seattle. I like that. I like the energy there. You really, yeah. you're, is this your T, is that your bet of the week? Do you think your lock of the week? Uh, or do you yeah. like the other three a little more? One of the I other think three. I like the Titans as my lock of the week because I mean, they're giving I mean the Eagles 
I mean, they're four and a half dogs, and I think they'll make it close. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not I'm just I just think the Seahawks though will just. I like it. I like it. I'm with you. The next game on the list are the Dolphins at the Niners. The Niners are four and a half point favorites at home. This is Kyle <laughs> Shanahan against his for, former offensive coordinator. This, I love this game. I, I like this. This is going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, I really like Miami. I think McDaniel is just like the man. I think he's someone you want to play for. And you kind of hear all these mic'd up. Um, oh, yeah. It's amazing. He was calling yeah. to a trash. And like, he yeah. was, he, he's just a like, funny guy. Exactly. And he just seems very, I don't know, chill. And he seems like when he's in the game, in the moment, he's still got a grip on, you know, reality and having a good time. I, I really like Mike McDaniel. I know he's, he's a damn good coach. Um, yeah, Dolphins are playing, Dolphins are playing good ball, but, um, I got, I got San Francisco. I think the San Francisco team is kind of coming into their own. I believe Debo is playing. I feel horrible for Elijah Mitchell. I mean, this guy just can't catch a break. He's on the IR again. Um, after coming back for two games where every time he got the ball, um, every time he got a touch, it seemed like it was going for six, seven yards. Um, he's a real good player, but just really unfortunate um, that he's back on the IR. Good thing, though, they have number 23. Um, McCaffrey's McCaffrey. You know, he hasn't slowed down since getting to San Francisco. He's a beast. Um, expect his usage to go up now that Elijah Mitchell's out. And um, I got San Francisco winning. I think their defense is elite. Miami's done great stuff this year. Obviously, can I say the best wide receiver duo in the league? I think so. I, th- I think you can make a case for that. I mean, Tyreek Hill is two K. He's gonna he's gonna eclipse every record possible this year. Yeah, he's having one of the best receiving seasons I've seen. In I, as great as Cooper's Cups was last year, this might be even I think, a higher yeah, level. I think so, but um, hey, two damn good teams, two real good coaches, and I got the final score 27-24 San Francisco. Um. 27-24, so you have Miami covering. Yeah, Miami barely covers. Uh, I have San Francisco covering, actually, and I like them what Miami Dolphins have done. Um, they're 8-3. and three. They're on a five, a four-game winning streak. Uh, actually, no, five-game winning streak, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they're fraudulent. I'm not going to – I'm not saying that. Don't quote me on that. But look who they've beaten. The Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, pre-Deshaun Watson – and then against the Texans last week. So they haven't really beaten – Those aren't some good wins, honestly. Th- those are not, like, amazing teams. And they're actually – this. I want to see how they do against this 49ers team that looks rejuvenated on both sides of the ball. Now, offensively, uh, the 49ers have looked – have gelled very well, even though they didn't put up amazing points last week. They, their defense has been locked down this year. And they're they are a top three defense in the league. And on offensively, they have all the weapons. They have and and I think this is a matchup where George Kittle can exploit uh, a Dolphins team lighting up the third most points for tight ends in the league, fantasy wise. And I think Christian McCaffrey, if he's and if Debo Samuel is healthy, then I then he's going to play. And that means that our team is going to I think that team's gonna be very good. And I really think it's going to be a high scoring game ish, but because of the Miami Dolphins having to travel different time zone, 
at San Francisco against a very good team. This is a test for them, but I think the Niners are kind of going to exploit them as the Dolphins is not like a fraudulent team, but but I do think that the 49ers are going to pretty much win this game pretty much outright. And I have it as 26 to 21 San Francisco. This is a great one. This next matchup. It's the AFC championship rematch of a year ago. Now, quick update injury wise, Jamar chase is going to play not expected to be on snap count. Joe Mixon, however, is out because of the concussion and I don't know what it is with these concussion. Maybe their NFL's taking it a little bit more seriously in post to prior years. But mm-hmm. I mean, he still has to pass like the fifth phase or whatnot. He still hasn't done that. Yeah, no, I feel like uh, you know, you look at past seasons, a concussion's a one-week absence, Max. Like, you know, maybe they even toss people back in the game, you know, a few years ago with a concussion. But um, it's a good thing for the league. I, you know, we'd rather always be safe than sorry. We're seeing more and more cases of, you know, unfortunately CTE and stuff like that. So let's uh, let's always treat safety first. And I get it. I'm a little upset because I had Samaji Piran last week in my fantasy team, but I dropped him this week expecting Joe Mixon to be back. Yeah, I, I luckily I kept Samaji Piran, and he is yeah. starting this week for me. I kind of I kind of fumbled that one, but it's all right. Um, you know, we move on and we. Uh, that's what fantasy is about making some bonehead plays every now and then but what's the spread on this one it's Bengals plus two and a half at home and the over under is 52 and a half yeah i got the dog in this one and i got a lot of points being scored um i i don't know what makes me think cincinnati's gonna come back and beat the chiefs again maybe they just got their number um i don't know what it is but when I look at this, I just I just see Cincinnati. I got 34-31 Cincy. Absolute dogfight. Points being scored. Jamar Chase, have a day. Coming back. Um, Joe Burrow's going to get him involved. There's no doubt about that. T. Higgins going back to the you know number two slot. Arguably one of the best wide receiver twos in the league. Uh, I know we just talked about Waddle and Hill. But this, uh, this Cincy team is you know a powerhouse on offense i do think samaji pirine's been very serviceable with joe mixon out obviously they're better with joe mixon but um he was he i mean look he had three receiving touchdowns against the steelers and last week he played really well against the against titans. A good titans defense exactly and um you expect a good game from him as well i expect him to do well i'm 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 upset i dropped him um i'll tell you that i'm upset i dropped him still salty about that yeah and Obviously, we know Kansas City. I think they moved to the Super Bowl favorites. I this is not a bash on what I think of Kansas City. I just think Cincinnati comes out and has a great game at home um, in front of the fans. 34-31 Cincy. I have the Cincinnati Bengals winning outright. And with Jamar Chase being back, it's going to they're going to be rejuvenated and excited. I'm excited for this one. I love what the Cincinnati Bengals have been doing lately, and they are showing that they are what people thought they would be to start the year. Their O-line's playing better. Their defense is playing better. They, and against the Titans team last week, they were missing both Mixon and Jamar Chase. They were still able to run on the number three-ranked rushing defense in the league, and Joe Burrow is 
been cooking lately. He's been one of the top five quarterbacks the last couple of weeks. He's been one of the more efficient quarterbacks. He leads one of the league leaders in completion percentage and QBRs. He's been great. Jamar Chase coming back. And I expect Jamar Chase to just pop off and have a great day. Samaji P. Ryan, I expect to play good as well because the Chiefs are allowing the ninth most rushing y- yards in the league. I expect him to um I expect him to have a very nice game. And I think this is going to be a shootout for sure. But I think that with Burrow and with company, like almost back, the whole band almost back together, except for Joe Mixon, who is out because of a concussion still. And I hope, I don't know what's going on with that. That was, was so weird. He was on track to play this week. But apparently he hasn't passed like the fifth step, which is like the full con contact or whatever. So Mm -hmm. he's going to miss another week. But I do think P. Ryan's going to step in and play a very nice role. He's going to be he's a solid three down back in this league. He's a veteran. He'll play very well. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I have the Cincinnati Bengals winning. I have them winning 33 to 30 Cincinnati at home. Yeah, we're on the same page there. The next game on the list, the Chargers at the Raiders. The Raiders are minus two and a half now. The line moved because Josh Jacobs, I as you were talking, I just got an alert that Josh Jacobs is expected to play, which is good. Was he hurt? He had a calf injury. Oh, I wasn't even aware of that. He had a well, calf injury last week. Yeah, and he I'm had a calf strain. You're going against him too in fantasy. Him and life, uh, life is good when you have I'm going against Tyreek Hill. The team I'm going against is nice. Um, I'll just say this life is good for me when you have Josh Jacobs on your fantasy team. Yeah, seriously, you had like 45 points last week. Um, 48.3, but who's counting? <laughs> I don't know. This game, this game, I, I expect a lot of points. Um, I feel like this is such like a classic afternoon matchup. I don't know. I feel like the Chargers and Raiders play every week. Just the the sound of it, um, but I like both these teams every week are in close games. That's what I'm saying. I like in the afternoon slot. I got thirty to twenty eight Chargers. Um, I got the Chargers winning this. I know they're missing what Mike Williams, which is tough, but um, I just really don't like this Raiders team. Um, and not that this Chargers team is any better, but th- they should be better. You know, they should be good. I came into this you know, year thinking that they were going to be awesome. And I, uh, I still have that holding on to some faith, but I also thought this Raiders team was going to be sick. So don't get me wrong. This is a team. This is a game of two relatively disappointing teams. Um, 30, 28 chargers, high scoring affair, a lot of points on the board, big games from a lot of people. And um, yeah, 30, 28. Um, I don't know what's with me. This is also one of my picks from the my blog post. I don't know what's with me. Um, maybe it's just I don't maybe it's because I have Jacobs on my fantasy team, but I really don't know. I, I kind of have this weird love for the Las Vegas Raiders. They're the most disappointing, talented team. Yeah. But there's somewhat of a team you kind of want to root for. Yes. They're a head coach I'm not a fan of, even though he did call a pretty good game against Seattle last week. But this team, I'm not saying they're going to – I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I do think they can make a push, and they need every win possible to get in, and they can't lose any more games the rest of the way. 
And I got to tell you, Josh Jacobs should be, this is a, a, one of my hottest takes. And I know this team doesn't have a winning record, but if I had to pick, if I had a vote on who to pick for in the offensive player of the year, I would choose Josh Jacobs. He's been their MVP. He's statistically set multiple Raiders rushing records. And this last week with a bad calf had the best game performance of a running back I've seen in multiple years on a bad calf in overtime, that 86 yard run. That's the longest overtime run score in NFL history. 86 yards. Insane. He's incredible. And this Raiders team has been battling. They've won two big overtime wins on the road at Denver and at Seattle. With the Seattle win actually was a very good win because they're no joke themselves. They have mm-hmm. been uh, struggling lately, but they're no joke. And I think this Raiders team's on a little mat is going to have a little magic carpet ride like they had last year. And perhaps it is and they've been very underachieving, but still that's their offense has not been the issue. They are the top 10 statistical offense in every category. And they have the fewest giveaways of any offense in the league, the Los Angeles chargers right now, even though they had a great win against the Cardinals last week, that two point conversion, mm-hmm. they are one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. And that does not bode well when you go up against Josh Jacobs, who is going to play. And the Los Angeles Chargers have allowed 150-plus rushing yards in their last five games. That's brutal. The Raiders are at home in front of their fans. They're playing for their season and playing for their playoff lives. They need every win they can to get into the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make it, but I do think they're going to make it close. I'm going to say the Las Vegas Raiders win and cover, and I'm going to say they win this one. 31 to 28 Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a high score one. I'm with you there. The Sunday night game is the cow is the Colts at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 10 and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, this is a gross one. I think that I think Dallas kind of runs them off the field. Um, I mean, you know, what, what else is there to say about this one? Dallas is a great football team. Indianapolis. Um, not really a great football team. No. 30 to 14. I think uh, you know, I like what Saturday's done. Don't get me wrong. I thought he's and you see the clock management he had last week. Last week, last week was tough. Last week was tough. Um, not calling those timeouts. I I didn't really get that there, but I think he's very much surpassed expectations. Um, I kind of came in ready to laugh at him and ready to laugh at the organization. But um, you know, they're staying in these ball games. I'll say that. However, I don't think they have a chance here. I think uh, Dallas just comes in and kind of shows them who's boss, so to say. 30 to 14, Dallas. Um, yeah, this is also one of my picks for this week. And yes, it's a lot of points that I'm betting on. I usually like to stay away from it. But in this case, I'm actually going to take America's team this week to blow them out. Like I did... I did pick a big favorite last week, Miami at Houston. That was my only win last week. But in this week, I think it's the culture. The Cowboys are just going to dominate. Um, if you watch that Monday night game of how pathetic that Colts offense was, 
Troy Aikman, just listen to his broadcasting. He was literally roasting the Indianapolis Colts in every way, how disgusted he was. Matt Ryan's one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks in the league, even before he got benched. The Colts had the second most turnovers in the league. That does not bode well going up against the Dallas Cowboys. That is sixth-ranked in takeaways, and they're going up against probably the shoe-in for defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Um, and here comes number 11 from heaven. And on the offensive side of the ball, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are a good dynamic rushing duo against the middle of the pack rushing defense. I expect them to blow them out. And I expect them to run the ball and play defense. I don't think this game's going to be even close. I'm going to have it as 34 to 17 Dallas. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, in the Monday night game, Let's see what the Monday night game is for this week. It is. This is an interesting one too. The yeah. Saints at the Bucks. The Bucks are minus three and a half at home. I got to tell you, if there's one kryptonite for Tom Brady, it's Tom a Brady is, yeah. the exception of Week Two, which it is they won, but that was not because of Brady. That was because of that pathetic Saints offense. And that very good Bucks defense at the time. Who who you like in this one? I I don't know, Matt. This is a weird one. I like all of me wants to say Tampa Bay, um, but there's a little part of me that thinks New Orleans wins. However, I just uh, I just hate Andy Dalton. I don't like uh, what they got going on there. I'd rather them play Jameis. I think they have more of a at least they're at least more exciting with Jameis. You know, who knows what could happen? He could go throw for 300 and also throw for four picks. So like there's, you know, a little more excitement when James is under center, but I, I have Tampa Bay winning. Um, I think I have New Orleans covering my score is 23, 20. What's the spread? Is it like four? This game is, is Tampa minus three and a half at home. Tomorrow night. So I have New Orleans barely covered. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really like this game. I think these two teams are, like relatively New Orleans, I don't think it had that many expectations, but Tampa Bay, in my opinion, has been underperforming. Leonard Fournette's going to play, but at this point, Rashad White might Rashad be Rashad White's the lead back. It's there, yeah. it's no, it's there's no, it's kind of obvious he is the lead back. Yeah. So Rashad White like kind of kicked Leonard Fournette out of there, but um, he's also pretty electric. So I'll I'll give him that 23-20 Tampa Bay. Um not my favorite matchup of the week to be on Monday night, but um, it is what it is. Yeah. Let's be clear about Tom Brady's career in Tampa. Like this year, I really don't like this matchup for him. He has been having the worst. His He's had the worst completion percentage against the saints since he's been in Tampa. Lowest touchdown ratio. He's been in Tampa. Most he's given away a lot of turnovers and, the last two times he's played the Saints at home as a member of Tampa Bay Bucks were both Sunday night games and a combined three points scored in both those games. He was yes. remember that in Sunday night game, his first year at Tampa, they got blown out 38 three. And last year they lost to new Orleans nine to nothing last year, nine, nothing game ever. <laughs> those were two of the worst games I've ever seen Tom Brady play. He, and he was not that great against the Saints this year. Yes, they did win and cover against the Saints. But if you looked at his like stats from that year, 
Tom Brady this year against the Saints. Tom Brady threw 18 of 34, 190 yards, did throw a touchdown, but also lost a fumble. It's not really like an amazing game. Not at all. <laughs> so, and if I look at this for the, the, the Saints up until this year, where they where this Tampa Bay finally covered on them, uh, the New Orleans Saints have won and covered the last four of the five meetings against Brady against until week two of this NFL season. Damn. So I think the New Orleans Saints on a, at Tampa, Tampa's they're gonna win their division, but that's not really saying much. That's this is like a lot at all. I mean, like people thought that they would be like this NFC contender that they're not going to do much this year at all. I mean, I really just don't. If I look, I'm never going, I learned a long time ago to never fully bet against Brady, but I don't want to rule him out completely, but this team is, I don't see them compare competing with the others. Like in the NFC or at least make a run at it. Uh, they'll win their division though. Maybe they'll win a playoff game, but I don't think they'll win a Super Bowl. In my opinion, the Saints are playing pretty much their slim playoff hopes, and I think they're going to try to make things very difficult on Brady. I still think Tampa is going to win, but I do think it's going to be by one point, and I think Brady will have a great drive, and Ryan suck up field goal, but I think Saints cover. I'm going to have Tampa Bay winning 21-20. 21-20. I like that. Kind of low scoring. I'm with that too. Yes. Thank you all for listening for to another edition of this Off the Dome podcast. AP, thank you again. Matt, thank you for having me. It's going to be a good Sunday, a lot of good action, and I'm ready for it. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Enjoy your Sunday and go get them.